Philadelphia and Dallas. <laughs> Should we save this? No, let's just no, do it. No, do it. I want to bash your team. I'm f***ing pissed off about that game last night. <laughs> I love it. I am picking the Eagles. Yeah, I'm going Dallas all the way. That Cowboys. Was good. So Cowboys over Ruining the Ruining your Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm f***ing pissed off about that game last night. <laughs> I love it. Would you try a bite of a bagel next week? Okay. Ladies and gents, it's that time. Turn up your speakers, strap on a smile. It's the Sims and Lepko Podcast. Here's your host, Adam Lepko and Chris Sims. Man. Josh is getting better at the openings every week. Yeah, we almost sound legit right there. It sounds professional. I mean, Ellis. Ellis is on point with his voice. Ellis, there. Ellis is the voice on the team. I love that you mixed in, and you know what? I just want to get right down to it. Yeah. What a Thanksgiving that was. Yeah, I'm sure it was for the left. That was family. amazing. It was amazing because we all heard you bashing the Eagles and <laughs> boasting about the Cowboys, and that was great. Yeah. Well, there's one thing I know is that I don't know. That's what oh I know my about gosh. the NFL. It's unbelievable. Not only did I get the success of winning the Eagles Cowboys game, but you made a bet with my dad. Right. You made a bet with him. And my dad, and this came out of nowhere. Yeah, my dad, Phil Sims. <laughs> Not your dad, Phil Sims. My dad, Bruce. And before the game, he said that if the E, because he heard you talking trash. Right. If the Cowboys win, he would eat a raw egg like Rocky. Right. Which was funny because Rocky was on for some reason that day. Hilarious. And you sent me the picture. Oh, we're watching me eat the eggs. I'm like, Dad, you're going to have to do this. <laughs> but he said that if the Eagles win, because you have a very weird food thing, you have to eat vanilla pudding. Right. So today, on the Sims and Lefko podcast, Chris Sims, for the first time in his life, will eat a bagel, a piece of a bagel. Right. And not just any bagel. I walked five New York City blocks to pick a bagel. I'm impressed. Rated by our producer, Josh, as the number one bagel place that's within walking distance of our office. Right. <laughs> so I got you a sesame bagel. Yes. Because I think sesame is a little bit of touch, right. but enough to be plain. Yeah. And you're going to have to eat some vanilla pudding. It's a big food day for Chris uh, Yes, it is. I'm sick of the Lefko family. <laughs> Bruce, your mom, <laughs> and you all included. I'm, I've had it all. I'm That's amazing. <laughs> all right. So for those that have not listened to the podcast, we do have some rules. First rule is that I drink a beer every episode. Yep. We, the people don't know how cool our office is that we have two kegs on tap we in do. our office. I believe right now it yes. is Bud Light and Lagunitas. Wow, Lagunitas. I've never it's heard very of that. fancy. Yes. Yeah, it's a, it's a light beer, okay. I think. Um, and the other rule is that we each get a curse, um, and you only get one. You only get one curse. You could use it any time during the show, but you have to announce when you're going to curse. And Josh, I believe that... I did not use my curse last week. Right. That's correct. You've got two banks for this so week. So I have two. You could save them. You can't carry over curse words. Really? Mm. Who made that decision? I did. Okay. Yeah, Josh did. I okay. did. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I have two. You used one. And, of course, our guest will have one as well. Mike Vick used it last week. You heard it. Yeah. I mean, it was great. It was, it was awesome. Great. Now, our guest, Mr. Booking, who do we have on today? We got Brandon Marshall, wide receiver from the Chicago Bears, ex-teammate of mine from the Denver Broncos, one of my favorite teammates I ever had. Really? Uh, yeah, I really was. He's uh, 
He, uh, the kind of guy that can light up the room when he comes in. Mm. Uh, he's very charismatic, smart. Uh, and, of course, he was uh, he's the best receiver I ever played with. I really? Know, yes, he's the best receiver I played with. I think the most talented receiver I ever played with was Kenny Britt before he tore his ACL. People always say you're crazy, but the dude was a physical freak. He was a freak. Uh, but Brandon Marshall, yes, just as far as the stats, everything that he does on, on the field, his yeah. career, yes, he's the best I ever played with. I'm excited with. to talk to him. We're going to talk a little bit of gambling stories with you guys. Yep. I want to ask him what it's like to be so big in the media now, too. We're going to get to that. But I think another trend I'm starting to see is two weeks – Two weeks of picks of the podcast, and I've now beaten you twice. Last week, not only did I get Philadelphia, right. I picked Seattle over San Fran. Yeah, that was a dumb pick by you me. You picked San Fran. Yep. You got me with Denver over Kansas City. Right. But I've now beaten you twice in a row. Right, so uh, yeah, so you be you know, because you picked Detroit as well. Right. Yeah, my picks have not been stellar lately. I'll be the first to tell you. I mean, I've really had a bad few weeks picking. Even What's the wrong with board. you? I don't know. You know what? I think I looked too deeply into it. And I've just been a little unlucky. Like, again, I picked Baltimore to beat San Diego. And they had the game and they, and blew, they it. blew it. Away. They blew it. So I've just had a few of those lately that have really killed me. I know that in your life you've had a lot of people ask you to help them bet. Yes. Is it a no-win situation for you with advice for that stuff? Uh, yeah. Well, I always tell them don't bet because it's stupid. <laughs> but then That's good uh, advice. if they could first uh, – I. What I did, and I, Brandon can actually probably even talk about this because we had uh, some rich friends in Denver that were around us. Uh, when I got out of the NFL, my one rich friend would tell me to pick one game a week. One game. One. Just give me one. And then I Based would actually, on the betting line? And I would, yeah, and I was watching films, so I was kind of, you know, even though I wasn't playing and I was done, I knew I was going to go into coaching, so sure. I was trying to stay up with everything. And, man, I went on some unbelievable runs when he just asked me to pick one game. That's right. Didn't could, you have, like, a crazy record one season? I was, like, 17-1 and one, one season, yeah. I was up, like, uh, a little over $30,000, actually. You were? I was, yes. Cause he 30 would, Gs? He was really rich. Uh, he would bet $4,000 every game I would tell him to, and then he would give me 10% of the winnings. Was there ever a game where he looked at you and was like, wow, this guy really knows this stuff? It was like week 10, and I still can remember, it was before Brandon Marshall had gotten to the Bears. The Bears pulled off some kind of win. I can't remember. I think they beat maybe the Houston Texans, like Jay Cutler's first year with the Bears or whatever. And I remember my friend called me, he's like, Dude, you're amazing. I was like, he, and I, that's what I knew. He, he was, he bought it. He, he was all in. From and that if point I remember on. the story right, didn't the Super Bowl Super Bowl go bad? Yeah, the play, <laughs> in fact, the two years I did it and helped this guy out, my first two years out of the NFL, I uh, the playoffs, I always blew it in the playoffs. I'd always would uh, the playoffs first. I would always tell people, don't bet on the playoffs. It's really? two good football teams. Anything can happen. Luck is a part of the, what happens during the regular day. season. You'll still get a Jacksonville. You or can a find Raiders. mismatches right. right where you feel confident. But man, the playoffs are tough, especially when you get to the divisional round and then oh. the championship round because the teams are it, it's a, a one play difference. What was the Super Bowl that year? Man, I think I was the was year. Was it the Patriots uh, Giants? Yeah, let's see. Uh, it might have even been the year after that. What was after the Patriots Giants? Uh, Pat- oh, Baltimore. Was okay. that that year? Baltimore San Fran. I picked San Fran, uh, and then I had another <sighs> year where I think I picked. Uh, let's see, I think it was Pittsburgh Steelers over Green Bay. Oh uh, yeah, Green Bay won. Mm. Yeah, that hurt me too. Making yeah. money, man. But all right, right, we're gonna have Brandon Marshall in a second. I have an idea for a segment that I did not run by you, uh, Josh. It's called What? Can I get some music? Sorry. Late late call. What type of music are you looking for? I want old game show music. That stuff made me so happy. Well, we gotta, oh, we got to call him now? We got to call him. Yeah, All right, yeah. well, then let me give a tease. Hold on, play it again. Hold All on, right. watch. Okay. 
All right, new game here on the Sims and Lefko podcast. What spirit animal is he? <laughs> First up, J.J. Watt. What is J.J. Watt's spirit animal? Oh, man, he's a rhinoceros. That's exactly what I had. I had rhinoceros. Rhinoceros. All right, let's give him two more, and we'll play this game a little bit later. Turn up the music, please. All right, second one. Andrew Luck. What spirit animal is he? Oh, man, Andrew Luck. Gosh. He's I have like, my answer. I, I, I'm going to say a chimpanzee. I had orangutan. He's I had smart. a very big orangutan that would sit up there and would hit a guy with a coconut and laugh. <laughs> right. Like, he's, that's Andrew Luck to He's me. smart. Uh, he's got <laughs> long arms. And he's got the beard right now, too. I don't like how you're as similar to me. Last one, and right. we'll play later. Right. Aaron Rodgers. Ooh. What spirit animal is he? Gosh. I just thought of mine. He's God to me right now is who he is. Uh, I, I don't know. That's a tough one. You're going to have to let me come back to that. I can't think of that. Can I give you mine? Yeah, go ahead. Let me hear my it. My spirit animal for Aaron Rodgers, a fox. Ooh, I like it. That's what I was trying or, to think. Or That's some, form, really of, cool or some form of wolf. Right. That would be my spirit animal for yes. Aaron Rodgers. That's pretty good. I'm I sorry gotten... that you said some form of monkey for Andrew Luck. Because yes. I just find him to be the smart monkey in the room. <laughs> yeah, but J.J. Watt is so much of a rhinoceros. I like uh, Aaron Rodgers, the fox. The silver fox. He's coy. He's cunning. He's he's swift. And then you look, and all of a sudden, you know, yes. all of your rabbits are gone. How unreal was he uh, in the game? Sunday? I interviewed Drew Brees on Monday, right? And I asked Drew Brees. I said, "Look, I'm not trying to get any crazy answer. I'm not going to get you into trouble. I just want to know, as a football guy, what do you think of what Aaron Rodgers is doing right now?" And he said, "Honestly." When you watch film of teams' defenses and you kind of see how they're performing, you can't help but not look at the quarterback. Yes. Aaron Rodgers has the best arm talent in the NFL, and it's not even close. And that was from Drew Brees. That's great to hear. Right? It really is. We've had – so that's that's what – not only me, who you've heard that from, Michael Vick said last week his yep. best quarterback was Aaron Rodgers, yep. Drew Brees. Uh, yeah, the more people – I ta- even this, I don't even think I shared this last week because we, we talked about it before uh, I had a chance, but – some of the, the New England Patriot coaches I talked to last really? week preparing for the Packers game, first thing out of their mouth, Aaron Rodgers. They just were blown away really, by watching him on film. Because as we've talked about, it's not an offense that blows you away with his creativity. It's really all about him, his yeah. ability to buy time in the pocket and then make unreal throws. Uh, and and he, it's just he delivers it's week in and week out. effortless, man. Yeah. All right, speaking of effortless, right. it is now time to bring in the esteemed guest, the best blocking wide receiver in football, the <laughs> best receiver that Chris Sims ever played with. He just said it, Mr. Brandon Marshall. Brandon, how are you, my friend? I'm good, but that is not a compliment. You're the best receiver. Best blocking receiver. What about the pass catching? You're an ama- Okay, okay. You're a great pass catcher too. But I like receivers that can put small quarterbacks in the dirt, and you do it better than anybody. Oh man, I really appreciate that. I really take pride in uh, trying to be a complete receiver. But you know, it hurts me when um, you know my guy makes a, a tackle or gets that extra hit on Matt Forte. So that's why I really. I you know, try to do my part in the run game just to keep him off of that. Yeah, you are an all-around player. There's no doubt about that. I, that's the one thing I don't think people realize about Brandon Marshall is how big he is in person. Uh, you would be blown away because he's got really? like Dwight Howard shoulders. <laughs> he's got a big head on top of those shoulders. And, of course, he's str- he's as strong as can be. I mean, we always talk about legs and butt. B. Marsh has got both of those. 
Um, but B Marsh. All right. So I'm going to start it off like this. I, I've told Adam kind of two things. First of all, you gave me maybe my nicest compliment I ever got from a player. I don't know if you remember this, but you told me I was the, your best or one of the best teammates you ever played with. And since it came from you, it always has stuck with me. It held, held uh, a little special place in my Aww. heart. So that, I, always, I always appreciated that sure. because I tried to be a good teammate. Uh, and then the other I, thing – go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. And then, and then uh, if you, you can elaborate on that later. But then the other thing that I was going to talk about, it still will stick in my – this will stick in my mind to the day I die. Do you remember you and I in the Philadelphia Eagles locker room, week 16 – Brandon Marshall is weeks away from being a free agent and getting rich, and he, it's, it's that's a good feeling. Hey, it's his. It's he's waiting his whole life. He's worked so hard for this moment, right? And he was kind of promised that they would renew his contract in Denver, and they kind of backed out of that deal. Uh, and Brandon Marshall, you, me and B. Marsh are sitting in the locker room. It's I, we're one of the few guys still in there for some reason. He looks at me and he goes, "Man, Chris, I I just can't play like this." I can't play. I'm so close to getting paid, yeah, yeah. and now I'm afraid to get hurt. And I just looked at him, and I was like, man, I know. I can't even imagine going through that like that. And, and that's I tell people that all the time. You guys are this close to finally supporting their whole family forever. Yeah, generational Exactly. Wealth. So I don't know. Do you remember both of those moments? I, I remember the first one. I do not remember the second one, but that definitely sounds like me a couple <laughs> years ago. <laughs> well, the first one is funny, man, because – I mean, it, it is the truth. There's a few guys, man, that's on that list. Um, Brandon Stokely being one. Right. Uh, Elvis Dumerville, um, uh Robbie Gold, um, Pouncey. Um, you know, and, and, I mean, there's a couple other guys. But, you know, you definitely were one, man, because, you know, I was in a, a really uh, tough place, a really bad place. And, and, and just the love that you gave me and the support, and uh, even mentoring me through that was awesome. Um, but, the, you know, I mean, he, Chris, man, was just so cool. And, you know, he, he, he reminded me a lot of, uh, um, I would say, you know, a, world, a worldly Josh McCown. See, Josh McCown is like, um, he's a Christian guy, you know, and, 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 and you know, Chris, he's going to curse a little bit. And, <laughs> you know, he's, <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna, he's gonna he's gonna do some things or ruffle some feathers, but you know, Chris he always brought everybody together. He could sit there with the quarterbacks and also go sit down with the D linemen, come hang out with the wide receivers, and then after practice be upset with the coaches and his work ethic was it was was ridiculous. Um but you know, you helped me out a lot too and, and I still uh use some of those things to this day, uh some of those tools that you gave me. And the probably one of the biggest things that I ever learned in my career came from Chris Sims, and that um, was, you know, I used to get so flustered and so frustrated if I didn't get the ball in the first couple of drives or the first quarter. And Chris used to always tell me, like, bro, it's four quarters, hang in there, hang in there. There would be times where we'll go a whole half and I wouldn't get a ball, but then I would end the game, you know, with 100, 150 50 yards because I, I, I stuck in there. But before he got there, you know, if I didn't get the ball in the first couple of drives, like I went in the tank, and then when the ball came, I would drop a ball. So still to this day, every single game when I'm not getting the ball, especially this year, I've been leaning on it a lot because I really haven't gotten the ball that much. <laughs> but uh, I always think about that, man. You never know when you get the opportunity. Remember what Chris told you, man, just stick there. And, and 
I can go back to the Packers game where it was the same situation, but I ended up with 100 yards, but it was a loss, which was terrible. But, you know, I made the plays when it came, and that's all you can do as a player is take advantage of your opportunity. Well, thanks, man. That was another nice compliment that, that I remember. Yeah, that was seriously. great. I also like the fact that he was willing to say that Chris Sims will curse a little bit. Brandon, this brings up a big part of the podcast. <laughs> Everyone on the podcast, including you, is given one curse word. Last week, we had Mike Vick on, and he said, yeah. he said I'm f***ing pissed that we lost last night. I, that was not my curse. That was Mike Vick's <laughs> curse last week. So, Brandon, if you'd like to curse at any moment, please... Just let one out, and we'd appreciate it. Oh, okay. So I get one. You get yeah, one. You get, you get one. one. You can use it whenever you want. <laughs> All, right. All right, cool. All right. You got it. So I, I want to ask you what's funny. What I, I hit up Sims a few weeks ago when I saw you on Inside the NFL on Showtime. And I said, dude, your boy Brandon is fantastic at the media. You're, you're wonderfully candid. You're very honest. You play the part. Um, but you're also very well thought out. Is it is it weird dealing with the media now that you're also in the media? Because I always thought you were a guy that didn't like the media. Uh, you know what? You know, I, it's part of the, it's part of the. Um, some people think that I, I like the media, and then there's some people who think I don't. Ooh. But um, one thing that I learned, you know, and I think they they teach us teach all of us this when we come into the NFL is that you're really not talking to the me to the reporter you're talking. To the people that's going to be watching or, or reading with those reporters, right? So right. that's how I always approach it, man. You know, there's some good ones out there. There's a lot of great, good ones out there, but I tell you, man, this is the dog eat dog uh, world, especially yes, you know in this new age journalism hmm. um, where there's so much access and there's so much competition that you know people are you know turning to like you know TMZ and yellow journalism where people are just you know, putting whatever out there without doing their due diligence. So I do have a problem with the media and their approach today. But, you know, um, I try to to speak through them instead of to them, if that makes any sense. That does make sense. And, hey, you can be a part of the media and show them how it's all done and how you do conduct yourself, and you're doing that. That's for sure. Brandon, I I want to bring you back to a time in your life. You're in Denver. And you look across the table and you see Chris Sims and he's got pocket kings. <laughs> I want to hear these stories of card playing. But, but Marshall, here's what I want to hear. What do you remember about playing cards with Lamont Jordan? <laughs> he was horrible. <laughs> oh, man, if you, play, hey, if you play with Lamont, you're going to have a nice day. But you, you have to understand who you're dealing with. You know, he's... He's going to throw all the money, all the tips in, and he's going to try to scare you on every pot. Yes. You just got to be tough. You got to be tough, like Bill Parcells say. You got to drop your balls sometimes. <laughs> all right, now, Chris, tell, tell and me. And that was my curse. And, and I'm actually, that's going to be my only curse word. I'm going to use balls as my curse word. <laughs> I like it. Oh, You're man. not catching a lot of balls, <laughs> but okay, I like it. <laughs> but Chris, though. Chris, he, he he wasn't he wasn't too good of a poker player either. Ooh. You know, he, you know oh, I tell you why because he's so competitive. Like in poker, man, you gotta you gotta really just you know be patient and and go with the flow of the game and play the cards you're dealt. This guy, he's always trying to freaking win everything, so it was hard for that, for uh, that guy Chris, just to relax. Tell me, Chris, tell me the Lamont Jordan story that sticks out in your mind. Well, he hit the Lamont Jordan. Of course, Lamont 
threw around big money, and it got around the team pretty quick. So if you knew Lamont was going to be there on a Wednesday night in the offseason, like the, the table seemed to get bigger because people were like, oh, I want to get a piece of Lamont Jordan. <laughs> because uh, I, my first experience ever, I think, I don't know where we were. I think we went to Champ Bailey's house, and we're playing there, and it's like the first hand of the game. And I got like a full house, and I'm like, this is awesome. But he makes the pot like – five thousand dollars in the first hand and i'm like really like really this is what we're doing here but i was like i can't have a nobody can beat my hand right and i put it in there and he had like nothing and i was like okay now i know what this guy's about so i just knew i can be scared when he called it the best part of it all together too is he got my dad when my dad came into town first of all brandon i know he talked about me not being a good card player i don't know who he thinks he was really yeah i mean he was nothing special we were both out of our league because <laughs> brandon we were playing with people that were a lot richer than us that was the first problem we made so they had no fear of losing money and B. Marsh hadn't got his money yet, so he wasn't quite as rich as he is now. Oh, he was playing a little afraid. Hey, yeah, Brandon. yeah, yeah, right. But Lamont got my dad because my dad realized he wasn't a good player, but that was the night the cards were hitting for Lamont. Uh, and he took my dad for like, I think like eight or 10000 It was awesome. Wow. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but we had Harvey Steinberg, right? So Harvey Steinberg is a lawyer that's helped me out. He's helped Brandon yeah. Marshall out. We had some guys that were a lot of money and uh, – yeah, we didn't belong playing Man. with them. Chris, you know I still play that game. Still to this day, I fly out to Denver at least. Well, really? I always go out to Denver. I have a lot of friends there. But every time I go, I round up the troops and say, listen, before I go, we have to have a game. That's, that's awesome. awesome. Well, that's what makes you awesome. All right, so, hey, I want to ask you just some uh, you know, BS football questions. I want to know, in your opinion, uh, taking yourself out of it, uh, who's the best receiver in the NFL right now? Or who's a guy when you turn on the film you're just amazed by? Oh, man. Um, wow. Yeah, I'm putting... that's, a, that's a tough question, man. Um, that's a tough question. You know, you, Calvin Johnson's definitely a beast. He imposes will. But as far as being the best right now, I wouldn't put him up there. You know, I really like what, you know, Antonio Brown's doing. This kid. Is uh, he's a he's a gym rat. Right. I mean, he's a football nut. You know, I had this little plaque uh, growing up um, that my dad gave me. He said a football nut, and um, that's definitely that kid. I mean, he he lives it. And how do you, you know, know that? Because he, I've heard that about him too. How do you know he lives it? Where, where where did you hear that? Just being around him. Just being around him. He calls me sometimes out of the blue and and you know picks my brain or sometimes even give me advice. Uh, in the off season, we worked together before, and just being around him in that environment, see how, seeing how he prepares and approaches the game and workouts is amazing. You know, I even heard stories like this kid barely goes out, man. It's all about football, his kids, you know, and his foundation, and that's pretty much it. You don't need room, uh, much much more room, you know, for anything else, man. This kid is just awesome. Um, but who else is out there? Demarius really Thomas, good? you know Julio Jones, T. Y. Hilton, Emmanuel. Julio, uh-huh. yeah, yes, yeah. Julio is a guy. Really, like when I you, that that's answering your question right there. Like right. when Ooh. I turn to him, I'm just like, wow, you know, Julio, just how explosive he is. Um, you know, I like um, I like uh, Gordon, jo- Josh Gordon, how yes. he catches the ball, get up field right away. Right. Um, those are guys that I really, I really love watching because I'm a guy. I mean, I don't care about all the stats. I want to see what you do when once you get the ball in your hands. I yes. want to see how you get in and out of your break. Um, I want to see how you, you know, uh, you know, 
you know, you adjust to man-to-man coverage, bump run, and those guys can really take over a game. Marshall, I got to ask you, man, you saw then for three catches for 47 yards and a touchdown, young Mike Evans against you guys. Potentially, what do you see out of this kid as another big receiver? Yeah, I was, you know, I was going to throw him. I was going to throw his name uh, out there, but he's just too young, man. That's my little brother right there. Oh, really? You know, he, he calls me his uh, little big brother. You know, we had opportunity to train uh, this year. You know, this off season, getting ready for camp, and um, you know, he wanted to go deep every single play. You know, <laughs> and, and that's what we worked on was, you know, like, bro, you got to be able to run the intermediate routes. You got to be able to fit in, in coverage and. You know, I tell you one thing, he worked at it, and now, you know, he's balling. And, and if he continues to be who he is, like he's young, and at times he can be immature, you know, so, but he's one of those kids that get it. You know, we just got to continue to work with them and continue just to pour into his life because he's a kid, you know, that's been through some things. But if he continues to surround himself with the people he's with now, he's going to continue to get better on and off the field. Um, I really love his game, man. I, the, the, the biggest. Thing that he has is uh, his competitive edge. Like he wants to compete in everything. Did you see? Did you see the block he had on Terrence Newman? It was a choke slam. It I was did. Awesome. I did. I did. That was amazing. <laughs> that was amazing. I like it. I like it. The the thing that I'm amazed about. I'm going to ask you a question, but the thing I am people I don't think realize sometimes. Brandon is maybe the first of his kind in the NFL for what we see now, as far as Julio Jones, Demarius Thomas, that bigger bigger type receiver that wasn't just catching jump balls. He was catching short passes and doing Turn something with after. So I, I do think you're kind of a trend center in that way. Uh, all right, this is the other thing I want to ask you. You, you. You're doing the Showtime Inside the NFL show with, with Dad on Tuesdays. Uh, you got any good uh, you know, Big Phil boomer stories? Because I know they're always going at it behind <laughs> the scenes. You know what? I'm still trying to figure out if they're playing or if they're serious. <laughs> Me too. I'm with you. <laughs> it's every freaking minute, bro. I love it. You know, you know what, man? It's just awesome to be around those guys, and, and you know it better than me, man. But when you're around those type of football minds, they have stories for days. Right. I mean, we're going back 20, 30 years, and they're telling these Bill Parcells stories or these LT stories. Um, I mean, just amazing, man, just to – you know, just to sit around and soak up all of that, all that information that they're spitting out, man. So it's pretty cool environment to be in. But those guys, I tell you what, man, they don't even, they don't even really talk football. If people really watch the show, like the only thing they do is just just crack on each other. It's they're just... not talking football. They're waiting for the next opportunity to to, to say the next fat joke. Yeah, to call each other fat. And, <laughs> uh, oh man, it's fun. Hey, when you knew Chris, did you realize that he doesn't eat any normal food ever? I mean, for the first time in his life, Brandon, we are going to have Chris eat a bagel on this podcast. And really? he's ne- he's never had a bagel in his life. You never had a bagel, bro? No, man. I never I I don't think he knew all that about me, you know. Yeah, I'm a picky eater. No, I didn't. I didn't know that. I did not know that. Yeah. He is a weird guy. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I was actually talking to your dad today because he's covering the game Thursday night. Right. So uh, sitting down with him and I was just talking to him about how you used to prepare and, and rehab. You know, people don't know how um, how big of a surgery you had and, you know, pretty much, you know, you know derailed your career. Yeah. career. And But, you know, being out there with you in Denver – 
I mean, I used to think this guy was the weirdest person. He used to have me catch these balls. Like, hey, man, come in here and catch these balls for me. Uh, but he's sitting on a freaking, like, a, uh, a bosu ball. The bosu ball, right. Yeah, yeah he used to stand on a bosu ball and, like, put his body in all these different directions and throw. I thought it was the, the craziest thing. I was like, wow, I've never seen anybody, you know, do this. But yeah. it worked. <laughs> it was all right. Yeah, I could throw it. I could throw it. I don't know if I had Jay Cutler's arm, but I was I'm close to it. I know that. No, you you used to spin it. Yeah, okay. That's a question. You wanna... Jay Jay Cutler, how strong is that guy's arm? when you first caught a ball from him, how how strong was it compared to what you had caught in the past? Well, uh I mean it's 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 really strong. I mean it's probably probably at the top three strongest arms in the league. All right, Brandon. Um, who is your who are your who are your top three strongest arms in the league? Well, I would have to say, uh, man, uh, Jake spins it. You know, Aaron, I'm still trying to figure out Aaron Rodgers, man. It, it, he's so efficient when he throws, and you know, it's always a tight spiral. I mean, it's just like, I mean, he's just, it's just. Yeah, he's in awesome that, he's in he that three. Ball, so, okay. Yes. Yeah, so I don't, I'm trying to figure out if it's. I know he, he has that. I don't know, but he, it seems he does. Like he does. He does. Yeah, he, he does. Yes, he does. And, and okay, so I put him up there. Right. And you know what? I, I still, I got to put Vic up there. You got, yeah, Andrew mm. Luck. Yeah. You have uh, Kaepernick. I mean, you have a lot of guys that can can really spin. I'm missing a couple guys too. No, but you're right. Those so are good. Those are good ones. Maybe, Vic, maybe Vic can Andrew let Luck. it go. Uh, he said luck. I said luck. Yeah. Okay. Kaepernick. Luck. People don't realize how strong Kaepernick's arm is until you Cam, see him in person. Cam, Cam, Cam. If Cam can, you know, be more efficient with it. Is Flacco up there? What about Flacco and Big Ben? Nah, I wouldn't put them in the top three. Okay. Flacco definitely spends it, you know. He definitely spends it. All right, get out of here. Right. You're done. I mean, <laughs> All right. I, I, I love you. Thanks for coming on, man. Uh, I owe you big time. Brandon, you're the man, dude. I love you too, man. Hey, get it fun time. Thank you. Hey, hey be good, man. See ya. Brandon Marshall on the podcast. He, you could talk to him for days, as you could tell. I mean, that felt good, didn't it? Yeah, he's just a normal guy. That's what I love. Uh, you know, as I call myself Robin Hood around the office. Uh, you know, taking from the rich and giving to the poor of the NFL, as you hear me say at times. Yes. Like, uh, I love doing that with Brandon Marshall just because it, it continues to let people see the personality of the guy. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw an incredible segment on Inside the NFL when he had fumbled twice. Right. And they were talking to him, and he said he writes little positive notes to himself that he reads during the game. Uh. So if he has a good catch in the first quarter, he goes, you had a great catch that quarter. And if he has a drop in the second or third, he reads the note. Right. He, it, it's unbelievable how he was portrayed early in his career. Yes. As, a, as the stories with the, the punch TV and all that stuff. And, and when you hear what he's become and where he is and what he is, he's a very smart guy. Extremely smart. And, yeah, just had some, And he seems very gracious. He is very gracious. He was a great worker and uh, totally, you know, like I've told you, I, I knew he was bipolar. Mm. Uh, literally the first week I was in the Denver Broncos. How did you know? Just because, like I said, he's so charismatic. He was the most charismatic guy in the building six days of the week. Give me an example of what then, you mean by charismatic. Yeah, well, just, I mean, he's going to walk in and, hey, Chris, what's up, man? Maybe he's make a joke at me. Have hey, a conversation with everybody. Right. He's just going to say something to everybody. Hey, you know, cool cool sneakers or why are you wearing that jacket? That's horrible. Whatever right. it is, he's going he's gonna to just kind of bring the team together. But then he would have that one day every 10 days or so where 
uh, he came in and he was in a bad mood. He uh. wouldn't talk to anybody. And you knew it as soon as he walked in because he wouldn't look at anybody in the face. There was not that huge smile that he has. It's um, interesting that you, you called him a trendsetter before because he was the, the big wide receiver with moves when he was in Miami. Yeah. And it was like, who is this kid in Miami? Oh. And, and even in, in Denver, if you could remember early Jay oh, he was, Cutler he was days. dominant. And my first year in Denver. He was better than Dez and all those guys. He was unbelievable because for a guy that's 6'5", 230, uh, he's extremely quick. He can really run routes for that size and routes. You know, does he that, still have that? He does. He does. What what I what I think he's not quite what he used to have is just the top end speed anymore. Gotcha. Because he used to be able to catch a ball at five yards, make a guy miss, take two steps, and run away from people. Right. And then he's maybe, not running away as much. No, anymore. not as much anymore. But, but still, I mean, it's the progression of the career. Yes, and he's had hip surgeries. You know, and oh really? Yes, he's had that. two hip surgeries because again, you're that big and you're making hard cuts at that speed. And people are going to hit you low because you're so big. Right. So it's going to take but its toll. I was interested. One, he's a trendsetter in that way, but he's also a trendsetter because I think he was one of the first people where people discussed bipolar not as a weird topic they don't want to talk about, but as a major athlete that it impacts his daily life. And I think he's yeah. made it, in a weird way, he's made bipolar more normal. Right. Or at he, least he's, he's a made mental health. Mental like, health, absolutely. It's not so scary. You can go see a psychologist you realize and get that he, You realize that he's going to be a media star. No doubt about it. He, to me could be a Strahan. I really believe that. I, I'm not, I, and I I'm not just don't saying disagree. This. My girlfriend was like, hey, I listened to your podcast. The only th- you guys really were talking about Mike Vick a lot. And I was like, well, because Mike Vick, I grew up thinking he was awesome. Right. But that right there about Brandon Marshall. That's I, why they're on here, though, because I know they're cool people. So that's why we're also getting them. Oh, my God. Right? Hey, you don't like that I said that? You're so corny. <laughs> dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's because those are the guys I hang out with. No, they're just cool people. I, I agree. Mean, I, I agree. I wouldn't want you to bring on someone you didn't like. Right, exactly. And I That's wouldn't. why you're the booking guy. <laughs> you get, I think you, it stresses you out more that you have to figure out who our guests are going to be each week than the videos that we're going to do. I would agree. And I'm, I'm all over them every day of the week. <laughs> Who we getting? Josh, who we getting? Who Josh we getting? is producer. Dra- Josh is very good. At yeah, that Josh stuff. is doing booking next week. It's his job. I'm getting a week off. Really? Yeah. All right, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Oh, we, we, are, we already got it. He's already got it. Right, we got a lot of stuff planned still. We still have Stephen Nelson going to slow jam the news. Chris Sims, for the first time in his life, is going to have a bagel. And he's forced to eat vanilla pudding. That's coming up next. Can I have the game show music really quick? We better hurry this damn show up. I know that. Why? Because I mean, we've been on for a while, and how many? I got to eat a pudding. We got to talk about <laughs> games. We got to. We got more crap. We got to listen to damn Stephen Nelson. Hey, everybody! Oh, play God. that music. Wow. Stephen Nelson back in the fold. Stephen. Chris was not too happy about how you took it to him last week. Say this is as DJ Fenwick to uh, turn down the music a, a, a little bit. I was led to believe that Chris Sims was just going to obliterate me for not being there. <laughs> that he was going to just roast me on the podcast, and I was like, I'm I'm not going to stand for that. Yes. So I preemptively at a preemptive strike. Yes. Mm. And I listened to the podcast. First of all, the Michael Vick interview was incredible. Second of all, you, I listened to that part, and then as soon as Chris finished his spiel, I was like, my segment is going to sound terrible. <laughs> I'm going to come off as a total asshole. <laughs> there's my curse. Oh, there's yes. the curse. Hey. And I felt miserable, but I felt I made it up for it at the end, just saying how much I love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But you took a shot at the teriyaki. You took a shot at a... Little, people don't understand. Behind the mic. They don't know what Olivero is. 
he just goes to get stir fry every day. Yeah. Literally every day. Yeah. All right. I've, I've missed this dishes. segment. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, all right. So here it is. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Chris with an early curse. <laughs> with your... <laughs> With your little segment last week, hey, going you know, to Austin. He's got a little extra pep in his step because he saw his girlfriend last week. He's been running around this office. He has had a little pep in his step. like 4-3 now. I mean, he can go. <laughs> like a young Mike Vick. <laughs> I got Brandon Cook speed, man. All right. I'm, I'm ready for this. I, I, I missed you being here. I, miss, I did legitimately miss. Don't leave again. I won't. I won't do that to you again. All right. Crank that stuff. Ooh. Just that one note. <laughs> just hit it. And then I fall back down. Jim Harbaugh has been in the news a lot lately. Yes, he has. Reported rift between him and San Francisco CEO Jed York, and now there's speculation about Harbaugh potentially being traded. Now, when you think of coaches being traded, you think of John Gruden or maybe Bill Belichick. I want to ask you, the price that was paid for Gruden was very steep. So yeah. let's be realistic. Right. The Belichick price. Was it a first round or a fourth round or a seventh round pick, I believe? I think you're right. It was right around that, yeah. You have to win one game for the Super Bowl. You have to give that up to get any coach that you want. Who would you give it up for? He's picking Bill Belichick. Yeah, I am. He's picking Bill Belichick. I'm, I'm, I'm Bill Belichick all the way. I mean, Bill Belichick to me is just, uh, he's the smartest man I've ever been around. So, football or not. And uh, I think just what I, what I watch on game film, I'm always amazed at a lot of the things they do because he's not afraid to go outside the box and do things that nobody else is doing, uh, whether it be stop this guy or stop that guy. Uh, he's very innovative that way. And uh, that's why I was so impressed with Mike McCarthy last week with oh. Green Bay because he did a few things. Randall said, Cobb in the backfield. Yeah, he did a few things like, hey, Bill, I know you have some tricks, so I'm going to have some tricks too to throw you off your game a little bit. Matched up impressive. some speed guys with some slower guys in the Ooh. Patriots defense. De- definitely did. And the Randall Cobb in the backfield thing, I guarantee that threw them for a loop a little bit because they probably had a game plan set out to where, oh, we're going to stop him in the slot and right. be able to do this and that. And now you move him in the backfield, it's, oh, who covers him? What are we going to do? Put Darrell Revis at linebacker to cover him? <laughs> so uh, there was... That was very good game planning by McCarthy, but Belichick would be my choice. I don't have to make a trade at all because I have my guy, Chip <laughs> Kelly. You beautiful motherfucker. Oh, hey, there it is. is. That's one. That's one of my two. I think you don't. I think Thank you. Should, you. I think you don't wish you get one. I don't like. He missed last week. That's tough you're, crap. So, so you're saying it's like timeouts? They don't carry over. Yeah, they don't carry. Well, over. now I feel like a guy that challenged an unchallengeable play. Mm. <laughs> now I don't get my challenge back. Okay, Marvin. Oh. Okay, we'll move on. DJ, spin that track. The Raiders were rammed in St. Louis. 52 to nothing. Oakland had five turnovers. I just want to know. Do you guys remember the worst beatdown you ever received playing sports? Wow. That's a good question. Yeah, let me think about that. Uh... The worst beatdown I remember ever suffering. I'm going to tell you mine. I was in like junior high, and we were playing Solberry. Solberry was a school that was so much bigger than everybody else that we thought they were using HGH. I'm talking about 13-year-old kids that were all <laughs> over six feet tall. Right. All could shoot, all could dunk. And I remember we lost by about 45 points. And I'll never forget, I went in towards the end of the game, and I was so annoyed that I was like, I'm going to make a joke of this because I feel like we're a joke. And I ran like a chicken down the sideline, covering this kid. He started running, and I just started sticking up my neck. I was like, Pacot! Pacot! And he was like, what the hell are you doing? And I stole the ball. 
Wow. Yeah. But my dad. Reverse psychology. My dad, who was there, was like, Adam, what the hell are you doing? And I was like, I'm being a chicken. That would be embarrassing for a dad. Oh, very embarrassing. For the team, I had solidified myself in the role of steady comedian. And I had done what I had to do. But a 45-point loss to Solberry. Good. You would have lost by 47 if you didn't do that, I guess is what you're exactly. saying. Exactly. Okay. Big time Saving play by points. you. <laughs> the old time. chicken defense. <laughs> uh, my worst beat down, uh, I've had a lot of them. Because uh, if you play in the NFL, oh, you're going to have Oklahoma. a few. Oh, NFL. It, it was Oklahoma. Oh, I knew it. No, uh, Oklahoma, my sophomore year. I didn't even start the game. Major Applewhite started the game. Mm. And uh, I didn't get into the game until I think it was 35 nothing. But that was a whooping of all whoopings. Um, they went on to win the national championship championship that year so and beat Florida 2000. State. Exactly. 2000 season. Uh, but that was a day where even when I got who in the was game. Their, who was their quarterback? He's now like uh, a coach he, somewhere. Heupel is their Josh offensive coordinator. Heupel. Yes. So he was on fire. Uh, that was Bob Roy Stoops. Williams? Roy Williams made like the first 14 tackles of the game. <laughs> uh, literally, that's when he came on the I scene. I remember that. I remember and, that. And uh, – that was, yeah, I got in the game, like I said, I think it was either 28 or 35 nothing. I threw a pick six early on when I was in the game. What does game. a pick six feel like? Demoralizing. That's why I'm, I tell people in the office, I mean, you can't embarrass me. Like, <laughs> when you throw an interception in, in front, front of 70,000, yeah. it, it, it changes your standards for embarrassment uh, a little bit. But, yes, that was the worst beating I ever took. Did you do the chicken dance to save face? Uh, no, I didn't do it. Bad move. <laughs> it makes you wonder what it would be like to be Matt Schaub with all the, the motions you're describing. Oh, man. <laughs> right. I don't mean to kick him while he's down. Last one, Fendrick. He's always down, and someone's always going to kick him. That's the world we live in. <laughs> this one you got to stay with me, fellas. <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick threw six touchdown passes in Week 13. Fitz magic, but he was not the most impressive Fitzpatrick on Sunday. His younger son Brady oh, accompanied him in the press conference. I saw it. He put him on the spot, asked a reporter to give him two numbers between 90 and 99. 93 and 97. The answer was 9,021. Right. I'm oh, I give, can figure that out. I'm going to give you two. Two numbers between 90 and 99. You Wait, have no what idea. What was the answer? 90, 21? Yeah, 90, it was 1,000. No, you're wrong. It's not the formula you think. The three times the seven is the extra Screw 21. You. I love it's the, not, the passion wrong. already with this yeah. thing. It's a I, hey, I've already done this in my head because I was like, how did that kid yeah. get it? <laughs> I don't like this. No, I like math. You're pissing me off. Go ahead. Fendrick is going to calculate Ooh, I the like correct this. answer. Surprise math And questions. the first one. The formula is – there's got to be a formula. There's always a formula. Can I use a notebook? You, mm, yes. Okay. Yes. Because, right. But the first I'm one gonna guess to then... give me the right answer. Now, Chris, do you want – are you going to do it in your head? Yeah. I okay, mean, I'll, do it, my, I'll it do it in my head. I'll right. do it in my right. head. Pens down. I can't wait for Heads you to be putting, you loser. Okay. Right, here we go. The two numbers, 99. Okay. 94. Go. Uh, 9,036. <laughs> I'm using the formula. Was that it? Chris, you get a guess. You get a guess. I did 99, and, and he said 9,000. He said 9,036. 99 and 94. 9,036. Yeah. No, it's 9,360. No, so 9, you guys are both wrong, but you had the right numbers just in the wrong order. It is 9,306. No! Oh, I was closer. <laughs> Nope, there's only one problem. You went over, and on this game, the price is right. You've got to be under. Adam, what have you won? A trip to Fiji. Congratulations. Oh, Chris. You bet the over on the uh, the old. Uh, yeah, what's that thing I like called? as we make the rules. What are you, Roger Goodell? We make the rules as we go here. Ooh, zinger. That joke brought to you by Oreos. Turn the music off.
Oreos, I've reached a point now where I feel like I went on a date with you. I bought you a steak. I bought you dessert. And now you're not going to call? I'm a little bit upset that we haven't gotten the sponsorship offer from Oreos yet. Yeah, I don't think we're on Oreos' radar quite yet. Sorry. Well, you know, look, I mean, why don't you call some of your really famous friends and uh-huh. get us on the well, play some poker yeah. in Denver? I mean, Venus, Serena Williams, the Manning Brothers, Let Go Sims podcast. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just going to say this. If you guys get Oreo as a sponsor, I might have to recuse myself from being a part of it. I have a certified addiction to golden Oreos. Golden, golden Oreos. Oreos. I know it's weird. Not double stuff, just regular. I know you're a regular guy. Sims. What is your right. thoughts on this, Sims? I, not an Oreo. That's not an Oreo. That's a lie. You're right. It's a vanilla wafer cookie. What? I don't know. That's offensive. <laughs> Golden Oreo. Because I say so. <laughs> ah. All right. It has reached that time Golden where... Golden Oreos. Yeah. Chris, are you ready to make podcast history? Let's go. Freaking We're... Mr. Lefko. Bruce. No, no, oh. no. Vanilla pudding will be second. Oh, that's second. What should we... Yeah. No, no. Uh... Yeah, I want you to enjoy the bagel. Pudding this is, is dessert. Yeah, pudding is dessert. Absolutely. So, okay. freaking bagel. This is a sesame. Oh, pick a bagel. Never in your life, Chris Sims, have you tasted the succulent goodness. Of what a- would you put on this bagel if you were going to eat it? I would, uh, I would put cream cheese on it. Right. But you're going to eat it plain. Do not bite into the bagel. No, I'm not going to bite. I need you to rip apart the bagel. Get the fluff. smell it first. What, what does it smell like? Bread. That's a great answer. Yeah. Here, I'll mm-hmm. hold the microphone for I don't, you. Yeah, hold on. Let me just rip it apart here. Hold All on. right, so you're going to rip apart the bagel. Yeah. He's going for a sideway tear. Oh, look at how he's ripping it. Yeah. Oh, you, come on. You're just tearing no through it. no respect for the bagel. It's a serious bagel. Okay, hold on. I'll save that for you because I know you're going to want to eat it. I will always eat it. Hold on. Before you bite into right. it, your entire life, you haven't tried this. No. And I think for you it was really a point of pride that you never had a bagel. You enjoyed telling people that you, from Jersey and New York, right. had never had a bagel. Right. How will you now answer that question? I was forced to try one mm. once in my life. Once in my life. It was underwhelming. I want you to predict what the bagel is going to taste like. Uh, I think it's going to taste like a bad piece of Italian bread. All right. And here, that, here we go. You ready? Hold on. Can we get... Do like, we have a drum roll? Is Clark Griswold here? It's Christmas season. Can I have a drum roll, please? <laughs> Ooh. That was good. I have no drum roll. I have a horse. I have All a right. horse galloping. Let me try it. He bites in. He stares at it. He questions it. He squints his brow, and the first words out of his mouth are... It's not bad. Hey! <laughs> Game show music now! Ba-da-da. How about that? It wasn't bad. Why would you eat this in the morning, though? Because you put cream cheese on it, maybe some locks, a little bit of white fish. Man, this is like a good lunch side item. Put some Ooh. melted butter on there. Wow, yeah, we're getting some photos taken. This Man. is great. Yep. All right, so you enjoyed it. I did. It was pretty good. All right. It was pretty good. Would you eat that toasted with butter, maybe? Yeah, I think I would, actually. Wow. But, again, why not just get the Italian bread, then, if I'm going to do that? It's good. This is semolina, sesame? What is this? Sesame. What is a semolina? Oh, there's semolina bread, too. That's an, You are... What do you think? Oh, I was just going to say, I think the fact that you liked it means that we're going out for bagels tomorrow morning. Yeah. We'll go to trip. pick a bagel. We'll I don't do butter. bagels in the morning. I don't do bread for in lunch? the morning. How about this? Bagel lunch? Bagel lunch. Pick Maybe. a bagel. I'll, have I'll a great lunch. I'm, I'm so impressed with you right now. <laughs> Proud of you. Thanks, yeah. man. Appreciate it. All right. It. Now, something a little bit more dastardly. You, for people that have just tuned in, which is not possible. Oh, 
Yeah, your uh, would you swallow your microphone because you're all excited <laughs> about the vanilla pudding? See, there's a difference between me and Lefko out there, everybody. Uh, Lefko lives to eat, and I just eat to live. And he, yeah, that, you think that makes you cool? I think that means you're missing out on life. <laughs> you just realized how great a bagel was. No, because I'm living my life while mm. you're worried about where am I going to go get my lunch? Let me look <laughs> on the internet for the nine best spots within three blocks. Oh, this one's got three stars, and apparently the calamari's great. <laughs> Screw you! All right, all right. So you made a bet with my dad on Thanksgiving His dad. that if my dad Bruce left go, <laughs> my if, dad. Sorry. Yeah, do it, do it. No, I can't. Go my on. dad, Phil Sims, the main man, CBS. <laughs> yeah, my dad, Phil Sims. All right. That if. Yeah, my dad, Phil Sims. The Eagles beat the Cowboys, you would eat vanilla pudding. Yeah. Have you ever had vanilla pudding? Not that I recall. If I, did, I knew that because you just shook yeah, vanilla pudding. Why are you pudding. shaking the pudding? Yeah, this is not a, a yogurt. Know, it looks like it no. needed a little shake. Let me say this. You looked at me weird for liking golden Oreos. I also preferred vanilla pudding to chocolate pudding. Ooh. My dad said He's vanilla pudding. He's glaring be- at me again. I have no... I have no- experience with pudding so okay so now i want you to do the same thing i want you to i need to take video of this it's a little lumpy then we got you overdue vanilla pudding hold on okay here we go hold on do not do it yet no you know the hell with your no 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 no, 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 no. do it for the vine hold on so first i want you to describe what you're looking at right now i mean podcasts vines emails i'm so sick of the computer i don't even know what to say anymore describe the pudding all right here we go this is describe visually here's vanilla pudding that's really more cream colored it's not as white as i like and it's a little chunky it smells like cake batter Hmm. He likes it. He likes it. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's not going to be my first choice for dessert. It's a poor man's cake batter. That's all it is. <laughs> it's a poor man. <laughs> it's like they forgot to add the extra spoon of sugar, and they said, "You know what? We were going to make a cake, but we ran out of sugar, so we'll just call this pudding and throw it in." Consistency. What did you think? Not too bad. Little. Uh, Oh, man. I'm sorry. The Instagram's going. Uh, we'll, we'll get that on the internet later. Thank you. But you... Oh. So you're not going to... But look, you literally took one scoop. Like you're still tasting it. Yeah, it's okay. You look like a dog that got peanut butter in his mouth for the first time. <laughs> you goof. You, got, you, got, you took one scoop. You left a whole bagel. You'll never eat these things again, will you? Uh, I mean, they're not high on my list, no. No. But I won't be afraid to have them if I am hungry or starving at some point. I'll be like, oh, I've had that. I can do you that. Had, you were afraid? Uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. You know, the bagel thing I wasn't necessarily afraid of. It's just I don't want to eat bread in the morning. Mm. And that's where I think oh, it went wrong. And then cream cheese, I don't like that. So it was just a cumulative effect. I'm going to throw this out there. Right. Banana next week? Hell no. You're not going to eat a banana. I'll cut it up into diamonds. No, I'm not eating a banana. You're going to have to want to bet. Sorry. All right. This I'll shit, bet you something. Maybe we could bet. On this week's games, Adam Lefko has now gone two and zero the last two weeks against Chris Sims. It's embarrassing, Sims. It is. Isn't it embarrassing? He should feel like a little child. And now, the week before I lost, though, I didn't even know that. Yes, we did because we picked one game and I got it right. Don't remember what it was. Okay. Oh, it was. It was. I picked Seattle at Arizona. Oh, right, right. You're right. I picked I've ridden the old Seattle train now for two straight weeks. Yes, you have. All right, Josh, cue up that music. Here we go. Our five picks of the week. If we agree, it's not a big deal. I wrote them right here. Steve, would you want to do them? The first game, New England at San Diego. All right. I'm going to go first. I'm going to say New England, no doubt. 
I'm going New England, too. I can't go against it. I don't know how San Diego won last week. I'm still trying to figure that out. All right. I knew you'd go New England, so I was playing playing it safe. Game number two, Seattle at Philadelphia. Go first. (laughs) You're the worst. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to pick Seattle. I really am. I am morally obligated to only pick Philadelphia. Yes. I I like Seattle. I'm really excited for that game. It's Are one of the really? games of the year for you me. You just watched the Eagles film and left very impressed. I, I did. The, the Eagles, the one thing I give them credit for, they do creative things. They're not afraid to try new things offensively, defensively. They got talent. I respect the Eagles a lot. I have a feeling that they're going to do what they did this week and sell out to stop the run. And I unfortunately believe that Russell Wilson will have a lot of rollouts and comebacks and they're going to do a lot of misdirection. I, I don't because I think the Eagles yeah. are extremely aggressive to the point of attack, and I think Seattle is completely based on misdirection. I think you're, it's a very good evaluation. You've Thanks, been, buddy. You've been listening to me a lot. So I'm I'm still picking the Eagles, right? Because I thought the Cowboys were going to beat the Eagles, but I stuck with them. Okay, yep, Eagles. I'm, I'm going Seattle. All right. Next game: Baltimore at Miami. Wow. I'm going to go first, and I. I'm going Baltimore. Yeah, I thought you would. Uh, <laughs> what the hell does that mean? I'm going Baltimore, too. I already picked them uh, on my Bleacher Report pick. Okay. Yeah, but I got to go Baltimore. I, the, Miami, the one thing I worry about Baltimore, and we've talked about that, those corners, they don't have corners right now. If Miami's willing to throw the ball to Mike Wallace and go down the field a little Ooh. bit, that's the one thing I complained about Miami watching them against the Jets on Monday night. Can they throw a ball down the field? They're letting guys like Darren Walls and some of those, Ugh. you know, second-rate corners for the Jets squat on guys like Mike Wallace. I, I don't understand. You got to throw it down the field just as, for principle at times, just to give the defense something to be scared of. I, I you've definitely brainwashed me into the mindset that you know Baltimore's going to get it together. I just don't know when. I thought it was going to be last week. Yeah, I did too. I think it's going to motivate them to go forward. So yeah. we're both picking Baltimore. Is that four games so far? That's three. However, Game. your mathematics are fantastic. Number four, Cleveland hosting Indianapolis. I'm going Indy, man. Like, yeah, I am too. I'm going Indy too. Mainly because I'm a deathly afraid of them playing Johnny Manziel. Uh, that's a distraction. One, to, to, there's no doubt about it. Two, Cleveland plays way too much man-to-man on defense. That would really scare me against Andrew Luck and that group right there. And then three, uh, of course, Hoyer's not been playing well, and they're a little one-dimensional that way. I think Vontae Davis— Can they get their running game going against Indianapolis? I don't think so because this is the one thing Indianapolis, I think, matches up with them well. They will be able to commit people to stop to the run because they have a guy like Vontae Davis where they're going to be like, okay, we know he might might give up some plays to Josh Gordon— but Josh Gordon's not going to obliterate Vontae Davis. He's a very good cover corner. All right, last one. Right now, we're only disagreeing on one. Yeah. So it's, it's the one I want to disagree on. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, the fifth and final game. Kansas City on the road at Arizona. Oh, this is a good one. This is a really good one. You're going to go first. Am I? Yeah. All right, I'm going Kansas City. I am going Kansas City. Uh, the one thing I'm worried about, why you think and ponder over there. Yeah, I'm going Kansas City because I don't, I'm not so sure Kansas City will be, will be able to run the ball much. Excuse me. What was that? Was burping, run the ball. I was burping your Pimp pudding. Pimp squad home and down. Uh, but, you already burping your pudding. But I don't think they're gonna. I, I don't think they're necessarily they're gonna be able to run the ball all that successfully in Arizona. I do think Andy Reid will come up with some other things mm. creatively on offense, and then man, that Arizona team they can't run the football in my opinion against anybody really. And then 
Kansas City has a good secondary, and Drew Stanton ex- hasn't exactly lit up the world, and Larry Fitzgerald might not play. And I wish I wasn't telling you all this information because who knows what you would pick. But now you've just heard me make a case for my team, and you'll probably piggyback off me like you usually do. I'm going to pick the Cardinals. Good. Um, I think that the Great Wall, as I call the Arizona front four, is going to make it a tough game for Jamal Charles. I think Alex Smith is going to have to throw the ball. And I think after being embarrassed on national television, Patrick Peterson will have a big pick in this game. Um, I honestly would want to pick Kansas City, but I despise your arrogance at this moment. And I'm totally going with Arizona, just to spite you. Yes, I love it because Andy Reid's going to win, the Seahawks are going to win, and it's just Here's a the great thing, day. though. Here's the thing about Andy Reid. Andy Reid has never done well against the Arizona franchise. And it, while you used to talk about Andy Reid, I love the fact that Bruce Arians is on my side. And I know that you're a disgustingly big Bruce Arians I am. fan. I really, I really like Bruce Arians a lot. And Drew Stanton, after he made me look stupid last week, I told my friends to play him on FanDuel. He's going <laughs> to step it up this week. I can feel it. All right, so I'm rooting for Philly and Arizona, and you're rooting for Seattle and Kansas City. Yes, sir. Oh, Steven, it's good to have you back, bud. It's nice to be back. It wasn't that good. Don't get your hopes up. All right, I want to do I want to do three more spirit animals, and then I want to call it a show. All right, so give me some good music. Give me a different one. You were in here for this. Mm-mm. We name a football player, yeah. and you tell me his spirit animal. J.J. Watt? A rhinoceros. Andrew Luck? A some form of, I said a chimpanzee. I said orangutan. And I said that Aaron Rodgers was a fox or some form of Siberian wolf. I do like that. I couldn't come up with one on the spot when he asked me that one, but I do like the silver fox. Mm. I'm going to ask you, Stephen Nelson. You're up first. Cam Newton. Ooh. Mmm. Man, Cam Newton. Either of you guys can just go. Sims, if you have one, feel uh, free to I, go I'm going to just go with a lion. Ooh. He's just like Mr. Alpha Male, giant quarterback, physical freak, Greek goddess type body. Greek goddess type body would be weird. Yo, well, because that means he would have parts that he doesn't have right now. <laughs> Greek god would work. Right. I didn't right. even hear myself say that. Yeah. Yes. Yep. No, he's a Greek Who god. Who knew you felt that way about Cam Newton? <laughs> I, I like Lion. I like Lion. I would actually say, though, he is not the head lion. Right. I think he's the second in command lion. Right. Maybe staying with your goddess he, point, he reminds me of a female lion. He, he Just could, the style. No, he could be Scar. He wants to be Mufasa. Scar. He wants to be Mufasa, but he's only Scar. Right. That's great. I like that. All right. I mean, I feel like I contributed enough there. We can just move on. That was good. Okay. I'm going to say next up. (laughs) Next up, Darrell Rivas. Oh. Man. The first thing that came to my mind, a python. I see Darrell Rivas as like laying back, and you know that you shouldn't mess with it. And when you do, I mean. Wow, that scared me. Your neck is gone. I, uh, I... Yeah, they don't whip people, pythons, so they usually just choke them out or do stuff like that. But either way, I would go a cheetah. A cheetah? Yeah, nah. because like you, you're like a, a prey and you turn around and you're like, oh, I'm not getting away from this guy. He's all over me. Uh, so then if he's a cheetah, would Percy be a gazelle? <laughs> no, is, uh, man, Percy better come up. He's got to be a little faster than that because uh, uh, Percy's, Percy, gosh, I don't know what Percy would be. Percy is something fast. But a gazelle gets run down by the cheetah. That's not fair. Mm. Well, he does. He gets run down. Do you have one for Rivas? Honestly, I kept going back to a 
spider, specifically the brown recluse. Wow. You know, here's the thing. Everybody knows how dangerous the brown recluse spider is. But they still mess with it. But people still, like, for whatever reason, they look at it and they maybe don't see a lot there. Mm. It's not exactly the biggest spider, but it's deadly. All right. What about Richard Sherman? He is a, Richard Sherman, to me, is a hyena, and I don't even gonna, think it's debatable. I think he laughs at you, and he pokes and prods you, and everyone's like, oh, hyena, you just smack it in the face, and then eight of them come and eat you. That's also important to the ecosystem. Right. He's important to the yeah. current fabric of the NFL. I Maybe was going to go a praying little... mantis with Richard That's Sherman. That's Dion Jordan. So Dion Jordan is a praying mantis. <laughs> the praying mantis? Yeah. Okay. Did you have a? Did, did you go over this with Brandon? I'm going to start over, speak English to you. Yes. Did you go over the spirit animal for Brandon Marshall since he was the guest Mm. Oh, no, on we this didn't. Podcast? We really did. Uh, bad producing, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what would Brandon Marshall's be? And we'll end with that. I think that's appropriate. Man, what would he be? He's got a big head, square shoulders. You know what? Big smile. Mm. But on the football field, he's somewhat imposing, somewhat graceful. What do you got? I'm like, he's like a Clydesdale. Interesting. I was thinking of the jungle, and you hit me with a Budweiser commercial. <laughs> Budweiser, was, a not a sponsor of the Simpson Leftco podcast. I was thinking dolphin. Ooh, because he's smarter than a lot of the, the dolphin is smarter than a lot of mm. people give it credit for. Also dangerous, and that's yes. why I'm going to go graceful, with Shamu. Graceful. I'm going to go with an orca whale. Orca whale. Oh, you kill you. Just one up your dolphin. Yeah, he did. I see a dolphin. But dolphins. No, I don't know if they kill killer whales. No, they no, don't. I, no, that's why they, they're called they killer whales. killer whales. That was... But yeah, dolphins Damn. do kill sharks. Dolphins do kill sharks. I know. Yeah. Wow. All right. A beautiful educational episode of the podcast. What is this? Four? Phil Sims, Matt Sims, Mike Vick, Brandon Marshall. Yeah. I mean, if we were doing a starting five for basketball, they wouldn't be any good, but I'd like to look at them. <laughs> Very good week. I had a great time. So, of course, I need some music to close this out. I'll be rooting for Philadelphia. You're rooting for Seattle. I'm taking Arizona. You're taking Kansas City. And we wrap up with another limerick, a rhyme, something to waste your time, something to go and look at that girl and go, hmm, what a behind. I'm going to take the elevator to the bottom floor. I'm going to open the door and ask for some more. And as I see that girl walk across the floor, another word that rhymes with flow that's not flow, uh, for show, I'm going to say, hey, you listening to the podcast of Sims and Lefko. Peace out. Peace out.